Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. We've been looking at blessings, being a blessing, having blessings, uh, allowing God to, to uh, or being in a place where God could bless us. Um, and we've, we've looked at, at lots of that, and I, I keep thinking that we're going to be done with blessings, and then I come up with something else. The Lord puts on my heart to, uh, to talk about blessings. And tonight I want to ask you, have you ever been in a situation where you just felt like everything's going against you? Uh, yeah. I mean, talking to Lori today, uh, she kind of uh, drove that home for me. Uh, talking about how much she goes, she she talks about getting up at four thirty and not being able to go to bed till after midnight because of all the stuff she's got to do because she spends all of her day at the nursing home with their mother, Miss Margaret, and and uh, it's just all the stuff that she's going through is just all. all I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> Isn't there somebody that can be helping you with some of this stuff? And I, I, I said, well, if you need, you know, somebody to pick up the youngins because you're busy or can't get back over there in time, let us know. Let let me know. Talk to somebody because uh, we we need to be helping her, you know. And and church family, that that's what we're for is to help each other through the hardships and difficulties. But sometimes uh, we go through times where it doesn't even seem like even our church family can help us uh, because it's something that, that only God can do for us. And um, I'm instantly I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians chapter 12. If you'll turn there in your Bible, it's where we're going to be. Uh, it's difficult sometimes to see the blessings of God when you're going through such hardships, through such difficulty, through uh, times in which you maybe it's you're you're going through a, a time in which you're dealing with uh, some type of of medical. Uh, situation, or maybe it's financial, or maybe it's uh, simply uh, that, that your life just seems to be falling apart. And uh, Paul here is writing to the church of Corinth about a situation in his own life. Uh, he he was talking to them about glorifying God and and. In the glory of God, and, and really that that's kind of what he's talking about is is the blessings of God. It says, uh, verse uh, chapter twelve. It, it's not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory. I will come uh, to visions and revelations of the Lord, and I. Um, and he talks about this is himself. He's saying, I knew a man in Christ above uh, fourteen years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether. Uh, out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. 
such as one called up to the third heaven, and I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. Uh, God knows how that he was called up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter, of such as one... uh, Will I glory yet of myself I will not glory, but in mine infirmities. And so he's talking about how uh, God truly blessed him and he was able to, to, to experience such things that he can't even express in himself. He, he says he was called up into uh, the third heaven and he says, I, I don't know how I can express this. Now, uh, you're saying, what do you? What does he mean by third heaven? Uh, did that kind of grab at you? I want to. Uh, what he's talking about is he feels like he he was called up into heaven, what we would cons- consider heaven, the third heaven. Uh, in the Jewish mind, the sky was heaven. The second sky was was beyond where you could see, but still out there, what we'd call space. And the third heaven was the realm of the angels and God. Okay, so what he's saying is, I was called up into what we would call heaven. And he says, I saw things I can't even express. I can't even uh, 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 say these things. These are things that were beyond my utterance. And so for us, we would say, that's, boy, that... He's truly blessed of God. And Paul is saying all of this to share that he's not a he's not uh, unaware of what blessings are because he says, I, I, I've, I've received the glory of God. I saw these things. I, I can't even express them. They're so wonderful. But he says, I can share about my infirmities. And this is where it is really a blessing to us to hear what Paul is saying. Uh, he says uh, in verse 6, For though I would desire to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, but now I forbear, uh, lest any man should think of me above that which he has saith uh, me to be, or that he uh, heareth of me. So Paul is trying to express his humility here. He says, I'm going to share with you not about my experience of being uh in the present, what he felt like was like the presence of God and being in the glory of God and experiencing that thing. And to me, I'm saying, hey, come on, Paul, please, please write a little bit about that. Share a little bit about that. But he, he says, it is so beyond what I can express. I can't write it even down. He says, but one thing I do know is my infirmities. Listen to what he says in verse 7. He says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for thou 
uh, thy, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What Paul is sharing here is, is, look, he says, I know what it is like to be in the very presence of God. I have had those experiences, whether in the body or in the flesh. He says, I don't know, but he says, I experienced uh, this uh, uh, taste of glory, he says. And only God knows the truth of, of this. He says, I, I, I can't tell you in such a way in which uh, you would believe it. And he says, only God would be able to. And I can't say whether or not I was there physically or in the Spirit, but what I do know is is the infirmities. And, And I'm so glad that Paul shared this aspect of his life because what he was saying is, is he says look I want to share with you the fact that that not only did I experience the the great uh, glory of being in God's presence and and feeling God's presence and and seeing this this wonderful experience but I experienced something that was uh, truly uh, uh, of great pain he says uh, this thorn of the flesh was given to me. He says, it, he, says I, he received, we don't know what it is. There's been a lot of speculation about this thorn in the flesh. No matter what, uh, there's some that say it was a, a physical uh, uh, infirmity. There's some that say it was a sickness. There's some that say uh, uh, that, uh, I mean, Paul even, uh, I mean, there's some that say that Paul was going deaf. There's others that say it was a a malady that was related to health, like maybe uh, pneumonia or something that was ravishing his body, uh, uh, something that was really uh, difficult for him to endure. And there's others who say that thorn in the flesh was a temptation something that he was enduring and he was trying to uh, overcome in his life. We don't know what it is, but Paul says that it was, uh, it was something that was devastating to him. Listen to how he describes it. He says, um, he says, he felt as though it was a, uh, uh, a tool of Satan that Satan was buffeting him lest he should be exalted above measure. Uh, he, he feels like, uh, first of all, it could have been a uh, uh, something that, that Satan was using to torment him. He also believes that maybe it was possibly uh, given to him uh, because he, he was getting too big for his britches and he was being cut down a notch so he wouldn't feel too big of him uh, too full of himself he says what uh, uh, whatever it was it was something that was continually on his mind because he says he prayed about it and he gave it over to God three times that God would be able to deliver it from him now this is a man who who 
says that he has experienced such great heights with God that he feels as though he was in the presence of God in heaven. And yet here he is, he's talking about something that is ravaging him so much that he's pleading with God that God would take it away. Really what I want to talk to you about tonight is blessings in the midst of uh, adversity. Blessings in the midst of adversity. When we're going through a time of, of great blessings, we need to understand that we can also uh, have uh, persecution in our life of magnitude that seems like it overwhelms the blessings that God would have for us. It seems like an oxymoron to talk about blessings and and ad, uh, adversity at the same time, but it, it was happening to Paul. It happens to us. Many times when we go through these uh, adversities, we want to think so much about them that we fail to, to realize the blessings that God is giving us in the midst of it. This consumed Paul to the point where he uh, continually laid it before God, and yet, you know, that doesn't sound too much like a guy who is, is such, full of such blessings. Yet Paul is, is three times going to God, asking, pleading that God would take away this difficulty. It is possible to have uh, 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 blessings in the midst of adversity in our life. It, it just seems, you know, we want to think of it, either you're all blessings and everything's going great and everything's smooth and everything's wonderful or things are going so bad you can't possibly think of anything going good. But I liken it to hot and cold water. Hot and cold water seems like two separate things, but you put them together and what do you got? You got warm water. Sometimes you can't have cold water by itself because it's so cold you can't put your hands under it. It stings you because it's so cold. And the same way with hot water. Hot water's so hot you can't put your hands under it because it's too hot. Sometimes you need them together in order to have water that you can use. That you that is palatable. There are times in our life that that God can be blessing us so greatly that that we need a little bit of adversity in our life to remember, you know, how wonderful the blessings are. Paul says, uh, in the midst of of all of the blessings that he was receiving, he had this thorn in the flesh and he gave it over to God. And, and here's listen to what God says to him. My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So first of all, you need to remember that in spite of anything that, that you feel, no matter how close you feel to God because of your blessings, you need to maintain that closeness. Paul is able to share what God is telling him that in the midst of his difficulty and struggle that God's grace is sufficient. 
We need to remember that God's always there for us. That God is there to help us through our our problems, our struggles, our difficulties. God's not just there when we're going through the good times. But God's there all the time. And God provides grace. Grace that sees us through. Grace, remember, grace is unmerited favor with God. A favor that that we don't deserve, that we're not entitled to. That we, we live in such an entitled age. Somebody was talking to me about entitlement. Maybe it was you, Daniel. I can't recall who it was that was talking to me about how entitled we feel. That people are so entitled. No, it was Brother Lee that was talking to me about how entitled we are. That we feel entitled to things in our life. A lot of us as Christians feel we're entitled to God's grace and blessings on our life. Grace, by its very definition, means we don't deserve it. God gives it to us not because we've earned it, not because we're good, not because we've gone out and visited people, knocked on doors or anything like that and met our quota for the week or anything, but because of God's grace, His love. He's applied it to us. He says, not only is my grace there, but it's sufficient. How often have you sat there and said, God, where are you in the midst of your problems? God says, my grace is sufficient. Which means that we ought not to be saying, where are you, God? Because we ought to have an overwhelming... When we're going through our most difficult times, we ought to say, God, I feel you all around me because I know that things would be a whole much worse without you. Amen? I mean, no matter how bad things are, it'd be a whole lot worse if God wasn't there. So, you know, we ought to praise God in the midst of our infirmities. And that's what God, Paul gets to. He says, uh, God told him, My grace is sufficient for thee, and, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. So Paul says, I'm going to glory in my weakness. I'm going to be glor- I'm going to glorify God in what He has shown me in my weakness, in my struggles, in my problems, in my adversities, in the things that I go through. I'm going to glorify God. Why? Because it shows God's strength in my life. The weaker I am, the more strength He is showing. You know, that's part of the problem with men today, society today. We think, oh, we got this. I don't need God. I don't need anything because I'm smart enough to figure out all this stuff with science and everything. I don't need God because I got, I've got this. I, I'm able to take care of myself, my family. I've got a 401k. I've got money coming out the wazoo. If, if everything tanked, I've got money set aside for an emergency. I've, I've got emergency packs in the basement. I, if the world was to turn upside down, I'd still be able to take care of 
myself. Me, 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 my, my, my. That's the problem. We don't, we want to go and grab our gun and go charging out into the fray if something bad happens. We ought to remember what our parents, grandparents, great-grandparents did when they faced those adversities. They prayed to God first. They didn't go into the battle without first praying to God. They made sure that they, look, they knew their doom was coming. They knew many of those people on D-Day went charging uh, into those boats and when those boat, uh, those landings opened, they knew many of them probably were just gone. They were in they were in a cross crossfire. They prayed on the way. They put it before God because they knew they were helpless. And too often we want to say, Oh, I've got this, I can take care of this. I have no place for God because we feel like we've taken care of everything. When it's only God and His strength that keeps us. So we need to remember that in our strength, uh, our weakness, God makes us strong. God says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Paul does something amazing here. So not only, we got to remember, first of all, that God's there with us. Secondly, that God's grace is sufficient. Thirdly, that God's strength is made known in our weakness. But... Did you pick up on the fourth thing? There's one more thing. We ought to praise God in our weakness because it's a way for God's strength to be shown. Paul says it here. He says, look, he says, I'd rather boast. He says glory here, but that's what he means. I want to boast about uh, my infirmities, about the power of Christ how it's rest upon me. He says, I'm going to talk about my infirmities, my reproaches, my necessities, my persecutions, my distresses. Not for me. See, that's the problem. Most of us want to complain and we go, we'll sit down. Yeah, oh man. Being a pastor, I can remember many times when we pastors would get together, not here, but other places. We'd sit down to have a a weekly meeting with the director of missions, not to discuss anything, just to have fellowship. Instead of fellowship, it was a time to share war stories. We would talk about all the things that had been done wrong to us. We'd talk about all the things that that had happened to us, all the and and that's basically what it was. It was uh, war stories. Oh, I had the church do this. And boy, you would you think that's bad. I had a church do that. And you want to know what? The deacon said this. They do it here. Okay. I hadn't heard it here, but I'm sure I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure it's happened, but you know what? We're really supposed to talk about how great God is that He's brought us through. We can we we talk about those things because oh my my you want to hear something bad this is really bad you know what's even worse 
is to hear a story from somebody else. Oh, I heard somebody say, and they say your story that happened to you. I've had that happen to me. I've been sitting there and somebody said, well, I heard one pastor say so-and-so. And, and I said, that, that was me. That was me. It happened to me. But we want to talk about how awful it was when we ought to be talking about how wonderful it is that God brought us through it. How wonderful it is that, that God saw us through. Amen. How amazing it is that God... And His will was done in spite of those things. We ought to be talking about how great God is. That's what Paul said. He said, look, I'm not going to talk about how many times... I think one time in the Bible, Paul has some more stories. He was beaten within an inch of his life two or three times. He was stoned a couple of times and left for dead. He was shipwrecked three times. He went through all... He was run out of just about every place he went to, to tell the gospel. One of the problems that Paul had was is that he would go around and set up churches and then you had these Judaizers that wanted everybody to become a Jew first before they became, uh, accepted Christ, that they went behind Paul and said, whatever this guy did that that came through here, don't believe a word he says. You need to do this and you need to do that. And they would run, run up this ruckus so they'd go running after Paul as he was going on his uh, journey to the next place. And they would sometimes get ahead of him and say, hey, this, there's a guy coming. He's going to tell you all this awful stuff and, and you need to be ready. And they'd have a mob ready for him. Then, of course, there's other times where Paul uh, had the... Uh, the, the craftsmen who were making the idols and all that come after him because they, he was putting a big dent in their economy for them. And so Paul, Paul was going through all of this. He could have talked about all the war stories all the time, but he says, in the midst of all of those things, God was strong. In my weakness... God was strong and saw me through. Hint, hint, in your weakness, God is strong. So the next time that you feel as though you're going through a, 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 something tremendously awful, just look and see what God is doing in your life. So often we're so focused on what bad is happening that we fail to see all that God is doing for us. And we're all here, so we all made it through it. And so God got you through. And so in your infirmities, in your adversities, in your troubles, in your struggles. Never forget the blessings of God. Because when we are weak, God makes us strong.